And you are tuning in to Why Not Sports with the homie D Murph. So why not? Why not? Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? Yeah. Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? D Murph. D Murph. You a fool for this one. <laughs> yeah. We interrupt this regularly scheduled programming for this special report. I'm Cole Johnson of Cole Sports, and this is your Why Not Sports short. All right, world. Yep, it's the big homie, D Murf, here for a Why Not Sports short. I'm honored and privileged to have this gentleman here based in the UK. He's internationally known. He's a two-time Paralympian, online personal trainer. He's a host of his own podcast. So he's a fellow peer, host of Mindset Game Podcast. And also he hoops. Might even be uh, probably a better jump shooter. But anyway, we'll say that for later on in the show. Also... With this gentleman, he helps athletes and people struggling physically to improve their fitness by changing their mindset based in Wales in the United Kingdom. Mr. James O. Roberts. Good morning, first off. (laughs) Good morning, Derek. (laughs) So I just want to thank you for taking time out of your schedule and world for those who rock with me, yes, he calls me Derek. But it's cool. See, people know me as D Murph, but every once in a while I might let it slide. So I just want you to know that I'm definitely honored. Um I haven't I I've have a lot of listeners in the UK. I have a lot of listeners and supporters internationally. But I want to say you're the first guest that I've ever had internationally. So this is a huge milestone for my brand as well as Why Not Sports. So just want to again uh, thank you for taking time out of your opportunity and blessing me with your presence and allowing me to. It's my pleasure and honor when you say that because being the first being the first international, it's quite an accolade to have. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I'm truly, truly, truly honored so how you been though man everything good on your end uh well it's probably similar weather of your end uh the the bad weather starting to set in yes uh for the winter obviously still awesome but it's the so to speak the depressing part of the year because this we're losing that amount of sunshine but other than that and what we spoke about off air, which we'll go into a little bit later, mm-hmm. I'm all right. Good, 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 good. So, far as being this athlete, like, you do some of everything. You hoop. I know you've done some kayaking. Like, you're an athlete. Like, just describe the different sports that you enjoy and that you love to do. Well, if we go back to the very beginning now, uh, D-Murph. Um, <laughs> I appreciate well, it. <laughs> the sport I first ever did, and I'd have been about, I think, seven or eight years old, okay. was the martial art of karate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've gone on to do uh, temping bowling because I grew up on a NATO base. So for your listeners that don't know what that means, um, I grew up on the, well, the acronym for it is the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Mm. So it is a military organization which incorporates, oh, I can't think how many countries now, but the, the big ones would be the United States, uh, the United Kingdom, Germany, France, and I think there's like about 20 other countries now. So I, I know 
I'm missing a, a few, and apologies to the those nationalities that I missed. Mm-hmm. I'll be here all day, otherwise. <laughs> uh, no, I then went on to do the sport of swimming at the age of 11, and they kind of ran simultaneously uh, the temping bowling and swimming until I was about, I think, 13. Okay. And then swimming took more of a prominence, and I went with that. And I did swimming until I was 19. Went to university because of it. Um, We fast forward to my university days. I transferred over from swimming to rowing. Did rowing internationally for four seasons. So from 2006 to 2009, I did three world championships and the 2008 Paralympics in Beijing. And then I had another change of sport in, after that world champs in 2009, I went from uh, rowing to sitting volleyball, which is the Paralympic equivalent to standing volleyball. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only difference between the two sports would be the size of the court, the height of the net, um, see any rules others and obviously it's sitting down but right. I think there's that misconception when you say sitting volleyball and I think they've since rebranded and called it para volleyball so people don't misconstrue yes it has a sitting down sport say the likes of uh, wheelchair basketball wheelchair tennis uh, wheelchair rugby where you'd associate being in a, in a, in a wheelchair whereas that's to my knowledge and my recollection, I think it's the only sport that's not, well, it's a team sport uh, that is, in essence, a sitting down, whereas the other ones would be um, blind football and cerebral palsy football, which is soccer for the, your American audience. Right, right, uh, right. So that is, well, my sporting career in a nutshell obviously you, you mentioned the basketball that's something more recently in the last five six years that i've done that okay. since i've come back to to north wales um obviously i can go into a little bit more detail if, if you want to do mirth and, and yeah, explain the, the trial and tribulations of yeah, absolutely that, so that career yes sir so i just want the world to know uh, and, and and James, I have a lot of nicknames throughout the show, so that's just how I do it. I, that's how I welcome my guests and anybody that blesses my platform. So um, I'll say Mr. Roberts, I'll say Jr., I'll say the Fat Loss Coach, I'll say all type of things. But that's relevant, re- relevant to everything that I've been able to, whether from hearing your show or what you've posted on uh on social media but for those listeners out there i want you guys to know that james is an amputee so uh, for those who do not know um he's like he said when he says sitting down playing a sport how the misconstrued of oh that's not you know really playing hard or that's not an athlete that's false so uh being an amputee is basically a person is missing a limb, correct? Yeah. Okay. So I just wanted to make sure I put that out there and I'm not downplaying the uh, severity of being an amputee. But on the flip side, like you said, talking about kind of like the trials and tribulations of being, whether it is basketball player or an athlete or someone that just basically live their everyday life, I'm just glad to, to have you on so the world can hear your story and maybe things that they might not hear on a consistent basis, whether it's widely um, spoke on or not. So uh, you definitely have that floor and opportunity to kind of just give us a rundown, not only just how your day is or goes, but just being, being an athlete that, like you said, that might have to play a sport sitting down from quote unquote normal with, you know, having, you know, your limbs and just doing things that you might take less for granted? Well, I think, well, the day-to-day is, I think, 
when it's n as normal as possible, Demurf, I I'd say it's no different to an able-bodied person, uh, be it, well, the only difference is I've got a pro pros prosthetic limb on at the start of the day, which, mm. because I've become accustomed to that now, what is it, 30 years plus later. Come on. It's, it's about, it's how I perceive it, it's probably just like putting on another pair of shoes. It, go. I've got to do it to, mm -hmm. to, to be able to get out of the house. So it's, for me, it's how I'd explain it to maybe a child, uh, a youngster. It's just, an, it's another uh, vehicle that enables me to, to go outside because, uh, well, I think our feet are not accustomed to walking bare feet anymore so people would have to go out be in uh in tra um sneakers uh dress shoes um or whatever it may be what they want to put on their feet mm -hmm. whereas for me it's the same mm -hmm. and i think the prosthetist put it a good way uh when did i see him this week okay. uh, my limb has got to uh account for a good proportion of well, half my body weight mm -hmm. on, you could say, skin, uh, muscle that isn't um, from a biomechanical sense is not. I won't say accustomed to it, but it's not designed to to be used in that way. So obviously, from that standpoint, I've got to take care of myself a little bit better. So be it. Uh, well, most most black individuals will know this or you've, you've got to moisturize anyway so yeah. that would be, <laughs> right would be that's i've got to to do that first thing in the morning last thing at night just to because it's uh well it's a how would i even word this is quite even if it is a word it's a because of the it's a carbon so, uh, carbon fiber socket and there's leather within it. Mm -hmm. Unlike your shoes, it's not it's not as um, breathable. So I think from that uh, perspective, I've got to moisturize a little bit more because it's it's to keep that to keep the uh, water content within within the leg mm -hmm. because I'm going to sweat that a little bit more because. It's not getting um, the airflow through the limb. I know. I, I know. I have. Um, well, not mess with it to some degree. I know. I've taken one of the the uh, trying how to describe it. The front plate off it, so I get a little bit more airflow yeah, okay. through the limb. Mm -hmm. Which uh, I know he said uh, you've kind of made made do with the, the circumstances. I, I only did it because uh, it was a nightmare. It was all. It was all well and good when I was standing up. Mm -hmm. It was holding me in place. But when I went to go sit down or or do anything that I was horizontal, it was a nightmare, and it was putting pressure on my leg. I was thinking, well, I'm not always going to be in shorts, mm -hmm. so I won't be able to take it on and off as I please. So I was like, well, let's try it. Let's try it off mm -hmm. this, this front component and see if it works. And what are we now? Probably about a year later, almost two years. He's like, "Well, it's it's doing its job. You're not probably holding it as safely as I probably could be, but you're making do. So it's it's getting there. I know I've had a few problems, uh, say physio uh, physiologically recently, but that could be as a result of anxiety issues but who knows it's probably anything to do with your health and 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 that probably they go hand in hand they don't help when they when you're low to so to speak i think they kind of drag each other down when you when you're when you're high mm -hmm. um that's probably not the right word but no, 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 as well. uh, you know i a bit more um uh hap happy in your environment and in mm -hmm. your circumstances, mm -hmm. be it from, well, if you went to the gym, then obviously people would know the endorphins kind of brings you a sense of um, euphoria, so to speak. Yes, yeah, sir. I think your um, mood state is definitely in a better position. So I think it's just there. It's trying to uh, come to, not come to terms, but trying to 
figure out with the medical professional what's actually going on inside and my family at times probably more so on my mother's side uh, and I would probably put myself in in that bubble we get we worry and kind of maybe amplify uh, the symptoms to some degree because you think of the wor- you're thinking of the worst case scenario and a lot of the times well that's not good in itself but then other times you're probably magnifying um, the symptoms and, and making them worse because you're thinking, well, I could have this, I could have that. I I, I know I'm one of the bad, I'm quite, um, I, was, I put it as a little bit a naive with reading, you know, like the uh, side effects of be it medications and things right. like that and start reading it. And then that's a bad thing in itself because you, you, a lot of times you'll 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 read it and then you'll you'll cut, start um, exhibiting them. So it's like, well, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. 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 So when, like you said, you have you know the doctors, then you have your family, then you have your own personal thoughts. So what keeps you motivated? What keeps you not really? falling victim for the circumstances that you are faced when it comes to, like you said, just kind of what being physically um, not able to do things like you said, just on a consistent level, just standing naturally, um, just like you said, on on two feet or, or or two legs. I think, I think that that that's I think that's a good question, Dimov. Um, in terms of actually looking at it from that perspective, um, I think because I'm fortunate. Well, I'll put it at this more from a positive standpoint. I, because I've had my disability, uh, and we'll call I'll call it impairment to some degree mm-hmm. all my life. I haven't had to deal with say uh, the traumatic. Um, experience that other amputees have to go through when that be it uh, a car crash um uh being a in a co- in a conflict and and having it bl- having them being blown off um what would be the other one uh be it it's had to come off surgically because it's gonna aid the person's quality of life right i don't have to deal with that so i i i can empathize a little bit with them but i can't um how would i put this actually know what they're going through psychologically because i've not had to deal with that gotcha so i think from the the only way i could relate probably to a t would be the days i can't wear my prosthetic limb be it because of uh God, number region, uh, blisters, um, pressure sores. What be another reason? Um, those are generally the, the main two. Uh, what would a amputee or myself would have to deal with on a, on a well, not a daily basis, but the worst days. Mm-hmm. So it's it comes down to just resting up, letting the body heal. Mm-hmm. Um, I know sometimes we don't we don't have that. Um, uh, f- get that fortune to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the case with me uh, when I went back to because I work in a school environment as well. Mm-hmm. I had to go to work um, beginning of September. I had to put um, uh, blister pads on them just to uh, to stop it rubbing. But we've been able to. Uh, with I think would maybe getting a. Uh, a little bit of a slap on the back of the wrist from the prosthetist at the beginning of the month. It's like, well, we've changed the the, the socks that I'm using, mm-hmm. so they're a little bit longer. So that's now taking very much. Uh, if I do sweat, it's soaking up. Whereas before, the sweat was going on the leg, mm-hmm. what well, prosthetic limb, and then causing friction. So that. Uh, as people know, once once that happens, you're gonna get a blister. So right. I think it was went hand in hand. I probably maybe wasn't looking after the prosthetic limb as much as I could. Um, maybe being a little bit naive because, like, well, these aren't happening a lot. But then 
obviously with uh, I put it down to misfortune in the in the summer months. I I was well not seriously ill, but kept getting illness after illness and and couldn't shake it off. So mm. I think that's not helped the the musculature of 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 that limb. Uh, and then maybe that's why it's rubbing in different places. But touch wood, I've not had any problems more recently. And then uh, to probably answer your your point, uh, your question from another standpoint, well, most most amputees will have cr- uh, crutches in the house. So, so um, and this is maybe well, it's not a misconception, but it would have been an assumption of most people. We will be stronger upper body wise, which is the case. So, mm-hmm. so if I have to wear, if I have to use crutches uh, outside of the house, I'm all right with that. It's more inside of the house because I've have had down the years. They've said, "Oh, you must use your crutches to go to the bathroom." Mm. Like, nah. By the time, and I'm talking more so in the middle of the night. Right. By the time I found them, woken up and be a bit more alert. I could have gone to the bathroom and been back asleep. So I, I'm maybe a little bit, uh, what would be the words, uh, confrontational, um, a little bit still acting like a teenager to some degree. When it comes to that, it's like, I, I, I know that they've got the rights, um, me in the right, in the right, I can't even think of what the word I want to use, but... They they are right in terms of what what they're thinking to you because they want they want to they want the best for your well being yeah in terms of more because hopping on one leg uh, well for thirty years it's probably going to take its toll but I think you're I think as an athlete you kind of think of uh, one track mind you're thinking well is it really but who know who knows right. I'll right. come. I'll come to that that situ- that's it, that hurdle and that situation when it comes to it. I know I may do, but on the flip side of that, and people ask, because, well, down to all the, the, the sports that I did, uh, predominantly uh, very much upper body sports, bar swimming, are you going to have back problems in later life? Uh, and to the, due to the nature of my disability, having scoliosis as well, it's like, well, possibly... But then, would it have accelerated it, right? Or would it have helped it? So it's kind of a catch twenty two. It's like, well, it's starting to catch up with me a little bit. But then that might be because I let the the exercise slip a little bit yeah. in now, the summer, right? Uh, now, James, but having a lot of back problems now, so it's probably it may have accelerated the condition doing ten years at a high level, but. I know my body was in tip-top condition as well, so yes. I think it it had it had its trials and tribulations. I had injuries here and there, but uh, touch wood, there was nothing. Uh, but well, I tore my rotator cuff a little bit, but I was only out of action for about a week. Okay, good, 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 good. So, and as an athlete, first, as you know. We're going to train hard. We're going to be consistent. We're going to diet right. We're going to do the proper training uh, techniques and and things we need to do to physically, emotionally be prepared for that sport. And it just sounds like, Mr. Roberts, that sometimes, yeah, now, like you said, being 30, it's kind of like once you reach over that 30 as an athlete and the list is like, yeah, yep, you're right, Murph. It's just like you said, it's going to start taking a toll. So as an athlete that started, you know, like you said, young, that's a lot of years wearing tear regardless. So, no, I'm just speaking from one athlete to the next. After a while, yeah, your body's going to start changing and it's going to be some joints and some body parts that might not do the things as it used to just because you've spent so many years using that muscle and you know just it's just that time that it might just need that proper rest or you might not have to be uh, working on it as intensely as you once did so that's just a matter of one father time and also your body saying hey just need a little bit of rest right it's true i think uh, i think i think late towards the latter period of my late career and this is only 
my late twenties, I could I could definitely feel the difference that I wasn't recovering uh, as fast from injuries as was the case in my early twenties. Mm-hmm. So that was a little bit frustrating. Um, I know I wasn't happy with the coaching staff. Uh, would would this be a few months later? Mm-hmm. Because they said to me uh, after we had our debrief. In London, 2012. Oh, I, by the way, I picked my team a year out. Oh, I, it, would, it would have been. I think this is, and this was subconsciously. Uh, it would have been nice to have known that. I, I know why. From a performance standpoint, I know why he did it. But from a uh, not a mental health perspective, but more of a um, maybe a little gesture because the coaches knew I was struggling with a arm injury, and I had it in the back of my mind. Well, if I can't get over this, I'm not going to get selected. I, I eventually did, but I know there was that element of doubt. And congratulations so been, again. So, well, I appreciate that, Demo. So I, it would have been nice to maybe have been taken aside. Well, we, you are in our... Um, it, well, in our thoughts, because that's negative, but you are in, in um, probably... Oh, I can't think of the word... You are on the list of athletes that are probably going to get selected, and that probably would have helped the uh, those vicious demons of, of doubt. Because as I I talked to a sports performance coach yesterday for my show, which will come out and well, well as we record this next week, mm-hmm. he said you've got to think very intently how you speak to an athlete because. They've got a thin layer of confidence. I never thought of it like that. I was very, I was uh, very confident in that realm, uh, and people would probably not so because I was like two different people. Very, very con- well. I still am to a certain extent. Very, very confident in being that field of play, but then be very much of a introvert anywhere else. So it's like, well, how can you be two individuals? But I guess that's where I found. Uh, my fortitude, my and my forte. So I, I'm, I'm. This is my, well, to an essence, a safety blanket and my comfort zone. So that anything within this, okay, you're going to be taken out of from time to time within sport because you're going to be dealt a hand that you weren't um, waiting for, or a circumstance may arise where it becomes more difficult, and it's that probably is where the better athletes probably uh, overcome that but you are probably find it easier in that environment Mm -hmm. than you would probably say the the general day-to-day living that everybody else is used to yes sir and like i was saying earlier in the show i know far as not only by your work ethic and basically by example what are other ways that you help athletes and people struggling mentally i mean not mentally physically to improve their fitness by changing their mindset well i think demo that's that's i think that's maybe where i think this is where the fitness industry is going we're looking at more of the mindset uh as a the three-pronged attack because previously we've only looked at it from say uh, the cardiovascular and aesthetic way of looking at fitness. Mm-hmm. But then if you don't solve the root cause of the problem, be it uh, why somebody doesn't want to go to the gym, why somebody enjoys the food that they enjoy, you're not going to, you're not going to solve the, 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 the latter because you're kind of masking over, um, the the bruise the injury so to speak mm-hmm. with a with a bandaid because it's like well you're not you're not actually fixing the problem you you just you just put you're just putting a temporary measure over it right so I think first and foremost people need to look at why they want to actually delve in and improve their fitness their nutrition and delve deeper it's it's not because say uh, a family member is saying, well, you need to lose weight. Uh, somebody down the street is, is remarking that you could do it going to the gym. It's, it's, do, it's finding specifically 
what is the reason for you to do it long term? It could be, I don't know, you want to stop smoking to be there for your kids in, in later life and see, see them, I don't, I don't know, uh, play, play with them when they're youngsters, uh, possibly see the, your son or daughter get married. Mm-hmm. That is a, is a definite why. That is going to motivate you more so than say, I want to lose, oh, what's the most ones you'll hear, X amount of pounds as a New Year resolution. Well, most cases, a good proportion of the population won't be able to do that. But whereas if you do it from a, your why perspective, right. you, I think you've got more motivation because you are doing it uh, because you want to prolong and your longevity on this earth. So I think it's a better way of looking at things. Cool, man. And that's a, a dope perspective. And also you have a lot of gems and things that you can help, you know, athletes and just people in general. And like I said, your story is very inspiring. And also I know earlier you were want to let the world know as far as like your preparation, as far as like the game and the game of basketball. So you say you just picked it up five or six years ago, right? Well, wheelchair basketball, yeah. I I, yeah. I messed around, uh, be it because in high school I went to uh, the American uh, school on base. So I did uh, P, I think my freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior year. So mm-hmm. I would do pickup games back then. So mm-hmm. from from uh, the IQ level, it's 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 still there. So it was just learning the the fine motor skills using a wheelchair, which is well, it's still it's not perfect, but it's it's night and day uh, this season to what was it six years ago? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So so far as the wheelchair basketball, like you said, the motor skills. How long did it take you to feel comfortable? when it comes to using the wheelchair and still being able to be effective and giving those opponents buckets, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, I think, I think it's, 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 it's definitely, I think you're it's having this kind of mindset, Demorph. It's, it's looking at it from you're, you're on a kind of a pendulum, so to speak. Uh, you, you need to look to improve and find those little, one percenters everywhere you can, and it's, and it's looking at it from a perspective that, uh, and a, from a growth mindset, you can always learn from be it your opposition, other players on your team, mm-hmm. and kind of not um, copy their 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 game, so mm-hmm. to speak, but take components out of it that you could. Uh, add to your style add to yourself and, yeah. and then make it a component of yourself and see well I quite like this it'll fit in my game mm-hmm. and it'll fit in quite nicely as opposed to uh, trying to be a player that you're not I'm not the tallest uh, at what my 5 foot 8 um, I I know and I do not this kind of still perplexes me to this day uh, it's because our, co- our head coach messaged me on Facebook Oh, well, six years ago, to ask if I'd like to give it a go, and I think there's that misconception. I look taller than I actually am. You're thinking, I don't know how a picture can portray you to be. <laughs> and he's not the only person that said that to me. I look like I'm over six foot. You're thinking, well, I don't that's know your, how the picture. That's your confidence. Me. That's what that was. You just got that presence of yourself. That's all. Not oh, maybe. Yeah. So it's so it's like well, yeah, it would be nice to be six foot. Well, my dad, my dad is six foot three, so uh, my mom's only five foot three. So uh, unfortunately for me, I've not ended up bang rock bang eh, smack bang in the middle of five. I probably wouldn't happier at five foot ten, but uh, oh well, I've lost that two at two inches. <laughs> it would have been in my legs anyway. So from a, from the wheelchair sport perspective, it would make no difference because I would still be sitting the same height. Mm. Uh, I think where the height is maybe come to light is is my extremities. So my arms and legs, I've got a quite big wingspan. So uh, I think I mentioned this to the head coach because he still plays. Oh, okay. Uh, the, the other week, I was like, 
well, we swapped chairs around now. He's gone back in his old one and I've gone into the new one. But for this practice, we were the other way around. Mm. So one of the, well, the captain did a pass and I mentioned to him, well, you're t- higher up than me. It's not much. It probably be maybe an inch, inch, maybe an inch and a half taller mm-hmm. with the with the hat with the wingspan. But I was able to get a fingertip on the pass. I was thinking, well, that pass is too flat mm-hmm. for me to get it because it shouldn't. I shouldn't be able to be able to get anything on it, being an inch and a half shorter. So I said to him, well, the pass isn't good enough. Uh, and obviously we won the ball because I got a little bit of touch on it. It deflected off him and it went out of bounds. I was like, well. So he, he said, oh, you are right. So I think from that perspective, because of my background in sports science, I think I'm able to utilise it more so within the club to look at... Uh, maybe I look at it because I've done my coaching badges f- for the team as well. I probably look at coaching from a different perspective. I'm, I'm more hands-off-ish. I can analyse data a lot more or, or say that this person has done this. I'm very, you could maybe say judge, judgmental, subjective yeah. on the individual. I think maybe that stems from my mum because she did stats. Gotcha. So uh, you can stop. anticipate the move before the opponent even know what they're going to do because you catch on to body language or patterns from that athlete. Very much, very much so, Demo, gotcha. and that that's what's quite funny in terms of some athletes to be trying to juke you. Like I'm, I'm looking at your hips. Your hips, <laughs> your hips are going to dictate where you're going. Right. Uh, this, this, this. Uh, well, with the ABs, it'd be footwork, but with, with very much with wheelchair basketball, your your torso is going to tell me where you're going. Mm-hmm. I'll look at your hips. There you go. And nothing else. You, you okay? As you get better, you can uh, kind of. Uh, um, hide that a little bit and be, be able to fake people because they look. I think they're looking at the wrong thing, or you can take advantage of more, maybe more experienced players because they they're assuming what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm going to be maybe, well, as you put it, one step ahead, maybe two steps ahead of you. What well, I'm going to do this to make you do something I want you to do. Right. Whereas I think maybe the younger ones, oh, I think. There is to some degree, I think, like that that notion of showboating. It's like, well, let me make the play more exciting than it needs to be. It's like, well, <laughs> I love it. It, 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 it. It's frustrating at times. Thinking, well, you're overcomplicating the situation. Keep uh, it but, simple. <laughs> well, it's, or or it's there very much, and this is probably stems from watching the NBA a lot. Mm-hmm. They're very, very um, basket centric. It's yes. focusing on I'm going to shoot, right? Uh, and then as if nothing else is there, thinking, "Ah, oh, please go in, right?" Because you, you've made the well. In most cases, it's the wrong decision. It's like I, I, I don't know. It's because I don't. Uh, they've been told yes this is your position be it oh mm-hmm. put it in perspective uh power forward small forward set well i think centers nowadays virtually don't exist but right right, right. Put out and out forward they get fixated on this and maybe lose some of the other components that you need be it passing uh spatial awareness and get oh i need to score i need to score whereas i think where I come from, Demo, I think because I would perceive myself very old school in the sense of it's, if you think of, you know, point guards of old, it's part, it's, the assist was more important than scoring, whereas now you think of, uh, well, would you even say a point guard exists now? It's probably two shooting guards on the floor. Absolutely. So they're score, guards. not right. scorers. Right, right. So yeah. I think the kids... Nowadays, oh, I need to score, I need to score. Yeah, yeah, but you need to... uh, And I think this is maybe where the wheelchair guys uh, maybe fasten more of their craft. They're willing to do the dirty work, so do screens, um, work off the ball. Whereas, well, with with me working in the high school that I do at, they're very much, oh, let's shoot it from 10 foot. 
it's like, no, 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 okay. You, whereas when I'll play against them, mm-hmm. they'll be like, well, why are you, you go backing down into the post? Uh, because it's, it's an advantage. I'm, I'm, I'm stronger than you, mm-hmm. so I'm going to utilize it. Right, so absolutely. I think the big guys in school, like, they keep going away from it from time, but if you're taller than somebody, stronger than them, why don't you use that as a strength? Whereas your forte might not be a jump shot. Why why shoot it up for the sake of it? Right. And then the rebound is more difficult. Whereas, uh, and I spoke to uh, John Amici was about a while ago on my show. Mm-hmm. He said, in terms of uh, from a basketball perspective, if you can't, if the opposition can't stop plan A, why deviate from that? And it's 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 true. Yep. It's 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 for it's for your opposition to make you go to Plan B, Plan C. And and I know some teams don't have a Plan B or Plan C, and that's where it probably they fall short. It's mm-hmm. like, well, you've not thought of the eventuality of this um, scenario being unsuccessful, which is uh, probably an afterthought. So for the world, so, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yep. <laughs> right, right, right. And you talked about your show. Explain how long have you been podcasting and what is how did you come up with the name? I think I I think I know, but just for the world for the first time listeners out there and just give them an overall view of your podcast. And what they should expect when they tune in. That's a good question, Demo. Um, I think for that show, Mindset Game Podcast, it is what we October about a year and a half. That show has been going. Uh, Congratulations! Sorry. Congratulations. Thank you very much. And I, but I also had a show previous to that. Which was very it wasn't on the extent that this one is on because I I, I kind of didn't bite the bullet. Uh, I only did it through YouTube. Um, it's still it's still there, but it's 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 for, more for me to look at and uh, uh, marvel and say, well, you've come a long way <laughs> from mm-hmm. the those the early episodes of that show mm-hmm. to. Gosh, the, the shows I've recorded just this week, and I know um, one of the guests I had on this week has been on the Mindset Game sh- podcast before, and they were one of the original guests on the other show gotcha. two years ago. So she said, "Oh, it's like it's like night and day. Your interviewing skills have come on a long way." It's like, well, I probably I won't say I've mastered my craft, but. I've got better at it as I come, become more, I think it's an essence, become more confident, yes. uh, listen to what people uh, give me as answers and, and then very, very much being able to uh, do a follow-on question for that. But to answer your question in terms of what do people like to expect, uh, it is a show that looks to interview guests from the worlds of fitness, nutrition, uh, sports psychology, uh, and sport and give very much um, a behind the scenes mental approach as be it how did the that individual get into their their niche um, little bits of little hidden gems where you can improve your performance from one uh, like a one percent uh, and then just ways in terms of just looking at at the perception as maybe how you view mindset now and how maybe you can change that going forward be it i don't know be it that in that 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 specific episode or you you maybe reflect upon it well i perceive myself as this individual within a box but then if you actually jot down what you're good at you probably fall outside of that box so it's look very much looking at uh, how do you perceive yourself? And and this is probably uh, well not off topic, but I'm looking to rebrand that show. Okay. Well, at well, 
it's looking to to get it all sorted by the new year so that will go from being called the mindset game podcast to the rebrand name will be the mindset athlete I like the exclusive information on why not sports. I love it. I love it. And where can they find the show? And how can they find you if they have any questions? If they want to just contact you, where can they reach you? Well, I'll start with the show first. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Spotify. Um, I think if you type in Mindset Game Podcast on your platform of choice, I think it will come up. The only one that it, you won't find it on is Google Play because for some reason, Uh-oh. and this this does this is a bit weird with this with us being in the uh, realms of social media in this day, with the world be so accessible. Because I don't live in the United States. Because uh, my because well, my IP address isn't in the United States, you can't get it to go on Google Play. But that's something for to Google to maybe resolve because it's a bit a uh, si- uh, little bit silly. I think in this day and age, your IP address needs to be in a certain country for it to work. Right, right. I didn't know that, and I've been podcasting for a few years now, and I wouldn't have thought, knowing how big international. Uh, podcasts are and are becoming. I would have thought that Google Play would have, like you said, would have solved that issue a long time ago. But continue to stay persistent. You, as an athlete, as that mindset that we typically have, it's, it, it uh, transitions and carries over to our brand. So I, I feel very confident as I've gotten to know you and work with you. On this show, I know you, you're you going to make something happen. And if it don't happen now, it'll happen later. And also, if it don't happen for you, at least you're setting that example of paving the way for other international podcasters to come. I appreciate that, Debo. Oh, there's one thing I didn't answer your question. Is it, where can people find me? Uh, uh, be it from a social media perspective, Twitter, you can find me at James O. Roberts 11 it's the same on Instagram. Uh, my website is fitamputee.co.uk. So that's F-I-T-A-M-P-U-T-E-E.co.uk. Uh, and then the, podca- the, the podcast is on, on the website as well. So if that helps, I, I'm, I'm, I'll be looking to update that as, as I'm speaking to get all those links on on the, on that page itself and and then it will give you a little bit more chance to uh, connect with me. World, I truly want to thank you guys for taking time out your schedule. Brother James, Mr. Roberts, thank you again for the support, for reaching out, man, and just allowing me to be able to say I've I'm internationally known and I'm being able to work with individuals and great athletes such as yourself in the UK as well as internationally. So this is definitely something as we begin or end the year is definitely something I'm truthfully excited about. I get to just, you know, just keep on pushing. And like you alluded to throughout the show, you know, great questions. I really take this craft serious, no matter what time it is, whether it's 4 a.m., whether it's 4 in the afternoon. Uh, I definitely appreciate what I do and thank people like yourself, being a former, uh, just being an athlete and someone that actually podcasts. So those are two things that we both have in common and whatever I can do to continue to support, you know, uh, just continue to reach out and I'll do the same and. Look forward to what's next for you. And that's the last question I have. While the listeners are starting to follow you and subscribe to the podcast, what's next? That's a good question. Um, (laughs) I I think I would like to, and I think it's probably along the same lines as somebody asked me, uh, on on their show, 
was where did I see myself going forward in the future? I think I think very much maybe getting into the motivational speaking uh, circuits to some ex- to some extent uh, because I have done speaking engagements in the past, be it to organisations and schools in this country uh, and but well, schools more so predominantly in the area I live now. So I don't see why not to be able to um, share my message uh, and try and be that motivational uh, figure going forward. I, I know the podcast is going to only go from strength to strength and probably the, re- the rebrand will probably help it even more so because it's got a little bit more of a, a purpose and an identity. So I think people will be able to find it a little bit, uh, that much easier. So I think it's very much continuing on on the craft that I'm at presently, and I think the motivational speaking will probably take care of itself. And I keep going on with sports as long as my body will let it let let it take me. I, I know it's going to have to become less and less as I, as I age, but I'm content with that. It's it's I've been doing it since. As we as we mentioned, since eight years old, yes, I've had sir. breaks in between, but there's not been that much of a stopgap uh, compared to other people. But that's where I probably see the future going. Well, if you decide to, that's the direction you want to go, and you in the states, especially in Texas, please stay in contact. And I know your story is inspiring. I know from my end, some of the listeners are following you, and I'm sure someone is either going to hit you up based on the feedback from the show or just continue to watch your journey. So when you do become that motivational speaker, they're going to be like, yep, he was on Why Not Sports, and he said this is what he's going to do. So, Mr. Roberts, I truly thank you, brother for everything continue to inspire continue to just fight that good fight man and i'm rooting for you over here in the states and as a like i said as a as an athlete and as a peer in this podcast game you know you can always reach out and you have my support now world the big homie out to reach me you can find me on twitter and instagram at is you can email me, it's demurf at yahoo.com. And also you can find the show on most platforms, including Our Radio as well as Spotify. Hey, y'all, we appreciate y'all. Big Roy, what up, homie? And I will catch y'all next time. Peace. For now, I am Cole Johnson of Cole Sports. And this has been your Why Not Sports Short. This has been a special report from Why Not Sports. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming already in progress.